Welcome back to Tundra Talk. I mean, Kafaru cast, everybody. This is Tyler Friel uh, making a guest appearance. So, how's it going, Aaron? Good, good. I actually slept to seven hours last night. Uh, that's what Benadryl and Z and uh, NyQuil will do for you. <laughs> holy, sh- holy shit, man. You probably haven't slept seven hours straight in the last ever i don't think actually (laughs) my lower back is stiff as hell though because i didn't move i laid there like a walrus for seven hours and i i woke up i've been down to grab my i got some new boot i've been breaking in boots you know and i bent down i didn't think i was gonna get back up i was like oh god that's stiff but yeah i actually i the other day was it last week i did something to my back i you know slept on it funny or something i was crippled up for a couple days Man, it uh, it slows you down for sure. I was like, man, I need to go to the fucking chiropractor or something. Yeah, that's what I we actually went to the gym and I rolled it and stretched and it's a little bit better now. But uh, man, the the one thing we wanted to cover, uh, obviously Tyler's in the thick of things being an Alaska resident, but we did a we is in um, I did a podcast with uh, Guy Eastman and Brian Barney on Eastman's Elevated about the potential reintroduction of wolves into Colorado, which that's probably the most um, messages, and that's saying something. As you know, we get a lot of messages and feedback. That was by far uh, the most feedback I've got on a podcast. All good, nothing negative. Um, the only negative thing, and I, it's not negative, uh, a couple people posted about it, and uh, pro-wolf people got on these other people's posts on Facebook where I got wrapped up in the middle of a couple. Um, I had to get on a pro-wolf forum and defend myself, which, you know Jeez. what I found is when you start winning, I, have you ever listened to Bill Burr? By the way, I suggest everyone listen to Bill Burr, but he talks, if you listen to, uh, he has one, like a, a skit, he's a stand-up comedian, one of the best ever, about arguing with a woman. And he said, basically, once you start winning the argument, when you know you've won, they start acting like psychotic and bringing up horrible shit to make you feel bad. And that's when you just stop talking, hang back because you know you've won the argument. Well, yeah. that happened on <laughs> this. Like they're obviously used to um, talking with people that aren't quite as quick witted. And, uh, you know, I I didn't I didn't I didn't do the normal kill them all thing or what some hunters will do. I just put down evidence and facts and things I've seen in the field. Dude, the moment I started winning, shit went sideways quick, quick. Like, when I say winning, when I could combat anything they had to say and throw facts back at them. Dude, they got fucked violent, you know? I hope your kid gets cancer. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, I'm just trying to, you know, talk about this. And I asked one to get on the podcast. I'm like, hey... You're 21 years old. You're telling me the federal government hires you because you're so good at your job. I am, you know, basically saying, hey, I don't think you're that good at your job. I think you're great at collecting data. You have no yeah. field experience. And, you know, the the standard of, um, you know, the Yellowstone uh, populations back where it should be. The wolves were a good thing nothing negative uh happened and anyway since you're in the thick of things of all predators and she the lady that i'm talking about admitted alaska's been not handled correctly when it comes to predators in general um especially with the moose um 
the mortality rate with well grizzlies eating the moose or brown bears eating the moose she yeah. said that was horrible but anyway figured you were a good person to get on here so we'd talk about it man that's one of those freaking where do you where do you even want to start things <laughs> yeah those it's like i don't know the whole like wolf lover culture it's almost like a a culture of delusion <laughs> and i mean don't get me wrong i i think they're they're cool as shit man they're cool animals but you also have to you have to understand that they are what they are you know they're they're super cool but they're also freaking killing machines <laughs> you know and, and you just and in the context of like potentially putting them back in Colorado. I mean, I, it just blows my mind every time you hear that. It's a bunch of people that have no idea what they're, no firsthand experience with what they're talking about. And unfortunately, like the, the ignorant majority gets to vote or uh, have, have a say in that, you know, and people think that, that it's cool to have them around and it kind of is where they're supposed to be. But... Well, here was the... The two main things I brought up about now this is Colorado. Um, yeah, was why fix something that's not broken? Hunters can handle uh, any issue we're having right now, and the you're going there's going to be some monetary gain from from hunters handling. If there's too many um, elk in in Rocky Mountain National Park, why not let hunters handle it? Because hunters have an off button. Uh, hunters can. Oh yeah. Get, you know, th- there is no off button with a wolf and. You know, they were stating, which was amazing, and I'd like to get your take on this. It is easier to count the population of wolves than it is elk and mule deer, which I find that comical at best because wolves don't exactly have a summer feeding pattern where elk, you can fly over above tree line and pretty easily uh, count the majority of the elk that are on their summer feeding pattern above tree line. Um, obviously, there's multiple other ways, yeah. but in some units anyway. Uh, same yeah, with- man, that's... Yeah, that's bullshit. There's no they I mean, even up here in Alaska, like they they have no idea how many wolves there are. They're you, you know, you can you can I don't know, maybe even an estimate. It all depends on the country you're in though, you know. Up here a lot of spots, a lot of areas where you know, you can go out after a fresh snow in the springtime and fly all day and like mate, you know, find a few packs and and make a guesstimate by the tracks you're seeing but you re- you really have no idea I, I that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard of i think that you can it's easier to count wolves and elk it's like black bears like they have no flipping clue how many black bears there are down there i bet well i'm sure not and and these are the things that i had brought up in this argument on the the pro wolf which you know i was like the milk spot and the bowl of ink um yeah on there but i had brought up for example like hunting with primitive outfitting in bc um never we always spot and stock um you know logging roads the the deactivated roads the normal thing well then i came up there with bart uh with his dogs and well that quickly told the tale of we were seeing a fraction a small fraction of the amount of bears that are actually there um because the dogs they don't lie you know what i mean they're on every day so you know the other thing i had brought up that they you know, they were very clear, and I say they, meaning there was five basic people going after me. They didn't want to discuss anywhere else. They only wanted to discuss Colorado and Wyoming um, because it's it's proven in a lot of the other different areas where the, the wolf, when I say proven, not too, uh, not too difficult to um, 
uh, show that the the predators in general, not just wolves, predators um, have taken their toll. Um, and it sounds like, you know, from what I understand in the like the, the moose issue where you're at, a lot of the different areas, not all, but a lot of the different areas, grizzlies are basically taking out every calf moose because they're coming to the calving grounds and just just waiting um oh and black bears you know i mean that's where i'm where i'm hunting bears that's basically the primary area i'm hunting bears man that's it's a huge difference i mean it's there and before they opened up shooting grizzlies on bait you know you'd be we'd be lucky to see like one moose a summer running the river and now it's like i know last summer one trip like one run up this river i saw like yeah like seven to ten moose you know like a bunch of cows with new calves and you're we're actually seeing them alive later in the summer too i mean normally that's just how those bears are they'll work their way down the rivers hunt moose calves in the spring pick them up right as they get dropped pretty much well, and, and here's where I was kept talking about, hand, you know, boots on the ground evidence, which they kept trying to disprove, like you don't need that. And I'm like, nah, you you really do. And I, I said, you know, if I was, um, you know, a long distance runner um, or if I, excuse me, if I was an aspiring long distance runner and I'd ran one 10K, maybe two, uh, you know, whatever that is, 6.2 mile race and read everything there was about ultra marathons, it doesn't make me an ultra marathon runner. It makes me very, very book educated. But when it comes down to the meat and potatoes of it, I just had I haven't put the you know boots on the ground that done the task at hand. I've just read about it. And when you see things firsthand, it gives you a whole new, you know, outlook, right? And they Oh yeah. One of these guys that I was a hunter, <laughs> he is a hunter had more or less said, I want to be the devil's advocate. Why are the the mule deer populations going up, let's say, in Idaho um, or Wyoming? And from my experience with wolves, they do, since they're a pack, um, you know, they hunt in packs, they're going to concentrate on feeding all of the packs. So bison, uh, moose, and elk is generally what they're focusing on. Not saying they won't kill a deer. They just are focusing on... Um, those more than, than mule deer. Um, and I was like, Hey, it's completely possible. My, one of my big issues is, is, you know, the actual count, um, who's doing the count. You know, you take, I've talked to several different biologists when you talk about counting, you know, mountain goats a little bit different, talking about counting mule deer or, or sheep, you you pretty much need to camp on that mountain, be up well before daylight, and kind of live with them for a while to get a realistic and accurate count. Just because you fly over a few times um, or go sit in a glassing point at 9.30 in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that's not enough to get accurate oh, it, data. Oh, yeah, it doesn't mean shit. Like, I mean, even the guy, even the fishing game up here, they do, they do a lot of sheep surveys and having flown around the mountains in a cub before i mean they do pretty thorough surveys but they still they still don't see all the stuff that's there and we're talking like white sheep on on you know grassy and rocky slopes like they're not you wouldn't think they're the hardest thing to see in the world uh, but man like it you know in an airplane you're only going to see a fraction of what's there and you know how much more difficult that is for animal that blends in you know oh yeah yeah well when you get to the the, the state of Colorado and <laughs> the, the we've got a lot of black bears, got a lot of mountain lions, uh, which are 
obviously two predators, mountain lions are hell and Jesus on deer. Um, black bears are hell and Jesus on calf elk more than anything. Um, you know, I've heard several different biologists tell me they're the number one killer of calf elk in Colorado above and beyond anything else. Um, and then you take in, you put wolves into the equation, whether it's a, a thousand, thousand breeding pairs, which seems like a pretty off the wall number or 10 or a hundred. The biggest concern, kind of speaking for hunters, especially the ones that I know, isn't necessarily the reintroduction initially of wolves. It's the fact that once they get going, it's too far gone by the time the we are allowed to hunt them and thin them down because there's going to be protesting and Congress is going to be involved and everything else. And so by the time there's somebody stands up and says, yeah, there's too many wolves in Colorado, we need to thin them out, the ungulate population is is, you know, pretty much depleted or, or way down. What the pro-wolf people are coming back with me is you're speaking from a hunter. All you care about is hunting. And I'm like, well, not just hunting there, Slick Willie. Yes, hunting. Of course, I want to have a fun hunt. But it's also the monetary gain that hunters, not anti-hunters, that hunters contribute to the state of Colorado. I can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Seems like something like 4.9 million rings a bell for, and it might be more than that for tags per year, and it could be well over that. Don't quote me. Okay, so oh, yeah. wolves are dropped in, all right? Elk population goes to shit. Tag allocation goes to shit. Then the monetary gain for the Department of Wildlife, Fish and Wildlife, for Parks and Wildlife goes to shit. That doesn't mean hunting in general. It affects the trails, it affects fish and wildlife, or it affects the fishery. So as far as planting fish and all the things, you know, uh, uh, when you talk about like uh, surveying streams, hydrology, it affects that, affects everybody's pay. There's gonna be less game wardens more than most likely because they can't afford to pay them. So why would you introduce little bastards? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't totally get the whole the whole ideological thing. I think I think a certain yeah, some of them are just dumb as dirt and don't understand. I think a lot of them view wolves a both they're they you know they're fascinated with the predators for you know that's it's a whole different side thing. But I think they know it's going to be bad for hunters or would be bad for hunters, and that's like you know, all the more reason for them to, them to support it. They don't actually care about the, the welfare of the environment and the animals, but yeah, what you said, man, if they, by the time, by the time they're at a uh, quote unquote manageable population, you're never getting rid of the wolves. Like they're not, you, you can't control them. It's, um, they can be knocked back, but they're so resilient. The only way you would ever get rid of them is to just, to poison them like we, uh, like our forefathers did back in the day. Um, not saying I support that at all, but I mean, an example like the 40 mile country up here for, they finally quit at this last, they stopped at this last year to see what happens for a certain period of time. But they'd been, the state had been helicopter shooting and having private guys in their airplanes, aerial shooting wolves in the 40 mile country for like six or seven years. And they, uh, the car big surprise, the caribou herd boomed last time they surveyed. It was like, I don't, don't quote me on numbers, but it was like 10, 15, 20,000 more animals than they thought it was. But, uh, through what they could figure on wolf surveys, 
there was they'd been shooting that between state and private guys like yeah probably close to 300 wolves a year in this country and uh there's just as many as when they started after like six or seven years and they found out that that actually shooting them in the spring and getting them dispersing those packs actually created more packs and you know higher pup yields and stuff like that by dispersing all these packs um so you give the caribou a break in the spring by not you know breaking up these these packs but uh the wolves don't the population doesn't actually suffer it it does really well i think they said if they figured you'd to have a, an impact on the population you'd have to kill like 70 percent or more of the population for multiple years in a row to have any like actual impact yeah exactly and that's the um uh the big uh the big question or problem i mean there's multiple big ones but uh <laughs> i mean you know more about this than i do i know what bears and, and mountain lions eat how many um how many a pack of let's say eight wolves how many moose are they taking out per year oh they're probably eating at least a moose a week um killing whatever they can do so they're probably on average killing a little more than a moose a week you know maybe significantly more they're just opportunists man i mean if they i've seen plenty of kills and i know a lot of guys that have seen plenty of kills where they don't hardly touch it you know they're they're just programmed to kill moose and caribou and elk or deer whatever they whatever they can um so i think they're opportunists man and they'll you know they they aren't bound by some like human moral code that's like oh we don't want to be wasteful they're just killers man they'll they'll kill whatever they can it's it's not good or bad it's just how they are well that was a big argument that i got stuck in the middle of is they were saying um you know um uh, they don't kill to kill. They only kill to survive. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I said, look, this is where field boots on the ground experience. And this was very clear to me in the NWT because you're so much helicopter time. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that's totally not true. And they were like, how do you know they didn't send you? And I'm like, so from a thousand yards away, they scented me and ran off. I'm like, maybe, right? You know, maybe my aunt will grow balls and become my uncle too. Like more than most likely they're killers and they killed the kill and, you know, ADD kicked in and they ran off. Like why on else would they kill something, take a couple bites and take off out of there um, other than just to, to kill it? Well, then the people came back. If that's true, okay, something ate it. Now I agree with that. Something's going to eat it. But I'm like, as a hunter, because we have an on and off button and we have common sense and we have laws, it's, you know, want and waste, right? You you have to take the animal out and the man, the, it does not go to waste with the hunter either. And this is where, you know, it, it really came down to straight up emotion. They just want wolves and they don't want hunters. And I was in agreement. I'm like, wolves are a cool animal. I agree with you. If someone could tell me without beyond uh, a reasonable doubt that, um, you know, the wolves could be reintroduced and be controlled and there wouldn't be this major downside, I wouldn't care if wolves were here. But no one can tell me that. So, fuck, no, I don't want wolves here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to be able to promise me. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. to get tied up in this emotionally. And it's like, no, I'm not saying that, that because... I'm not on the extreme that, oh, because wolves kill shit, they're bad. They just are what they are. It's not their fault. But 
if you're wanting to maintain some sort of like healthy ungulate population, you got to do something about it. You can't just give them free reign. You know? Exactly. Oh, that's good kombucha. Um, I, uh, that, so that was the other, you know, the imp- talk about impervious to the voice of logic. Um, when you talk about the, the wolves are what they are, that that's just how they are. And when you, when, when numbers go down, humans have the ability, uh, you know, obviously biologists, the counts and everything else, we limit the tag numbers. So the, uh, well, in a perfect world, limit the tag numbers and then the population will gain again or if there's too many elk we increase the tag numbers which is also even though they don't want to ever talk about the monetary gain from it also increases the monetary gain or the funding um you know i hate to use hashtag conservation for conservation uh you know transplanting wildlife uh, habitat restoration everything you get out of the money you know obviously also paying people salaries that take care of all the land as well as the game wardens all that comes from hunters now hikers don't have to pay any of that shit right they don't pay to go hiking and no. we're the hunters are taking the brunt of it we have the lion's share of the weight uh and we're the bad guys all the time and sometimes hunters do you know there's some hunters that obviously do give you kind of a black eye but there's assholes in every crowd i mean look at the people saying i hope your kid gets raped and dies of cancer um, you know, the, the, you know, the hardlining <laughs> anti-hunters, yeah. it's like, well, that's a bad apple too. Don't just act like hunters are the only ones with bad apples. And here's an, another thing that I'd like to get your take on one of the main, and we're talking a few hundred messages, like wanting guys like you and I to be the spokesman for this, because some of the more Insta famous or known people in the industry even though they may have the same feelings shy away from this because of the potential backlash which where you and I are just a couple pecker woods from the hills that spend too much time in the woods I could give a shit how many people like me um if it talks about doing what's right yeah and I have to agree that there are people in the industry that do not voice the true opinion they have or fluff it up or sugarcoat it or flat out lie um, about what's going on. You know, I, I mean, the there could be a much better and stronger voice. Um, and then you get kind of the the hippery liberal hunter. I don't know what you want to call them. Um Exactly. That (laughs) that's just gotten into hunting um, that may not know, you know, and I don't want to bag on them too much. But, you know, talking to the ones that weren't raised in the woods that were, you know, and and, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I taught probably it's been a couple of times. I think I talked about this on this was was, yeah, my podcast. I think I brought it up with uh, Yonke on that um, beyond the the journal mountain hunting podcast. But. Oh, the, at SHOT Show this year, did I tell you about this? How I, like, got my ass chewed by basically the type of person you're describing? Oh, no <laughs> about, kidding. About grizzly bears. They're wanting, you know, grizzly bears in the lower 48. The whole argument was basically like, oh, we need to have people bring the meat out in the lower 48. And I got into, like, well, and they are just, oh, I hate wanting waste. And I'm like, well, define wanting waste for me. You know, and well, when you kill a deer, how do you, you know, what do you, oh, I bring out the quarters and the back straps. I said, well, technically you're still going to jail because that's wanton waste in Alaska. You know, I'm like, you got to, 
anyway, it, it, it basically what it boils down to was that typical mindset trying to lecture me on grizzly bears from a person who doesn't know a fucking thing about them. Who was that? Or do you want to mention it? Uh, I probably better not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you off the air. I mean, it's not, was this the 60 vertical mile guy? No, 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 (laughs) it was not. Um, although there's been a couple like, yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of, um, and I'm sure. Oh, you know, so there's that, sorry. And then there's the, you know, there's also the other end, like the, the type that like churches it up a little bit too much, in my opinion, like saying, you know, well, you know, I'm a biologist. Well, are you actually a working biologist, like in the field, like the guys like down at fishing game here, they're flying around doing all this stuff every day. Or is it like me, like me call myself an engineer because I have a mechanical engineering degree when a freaking you know, like a journeyman pipe fitter on a job is going to know way more about a mechanical system than I do just because he got a stupid freaking piece of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. It, that was the big argument I had with a lot of these people is you have no field time. You're going yeah. off of data someone else collected. Your views may change if you're out there with, with boots on the ground. And I mean, as hunters, we all need to stick together, um, you know, with all of this and have a big voice. And I think that some of the different hunters need to, um, it is important that, um, if a, a hunter is going to speak about this, that they be knowledgeable to some degree, um, Mm. at the task at hand, um, or at the subject at hand. And there's certain things I'm not as knowledgeable about for, you know, for example, I don't know shit about Alaska. That's why you're on here. I know enough about British Columbia, um, from what I've seen, but not nearly as much as, as, you know, obviously the Lancasters or people I go hunt with and their views on it are identical to mine. Like Bart gets super heated. He's like, you know, if you don't go in the woods, you don't get to vote. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about yeah. because he's seen it every day. And, you know, you, you were talking about how many, uh, you know, thinning out the bear population and the, the moose increasing. Okay. Well, if you're taking out you know, they kept bringing up, they, they, they again, anti, you know, pro-wolf, anti-hunters, the, the, this forum I was on, how I got wrapped into that because I was getting the shit bashed out of me on there. Um, the, the state of Wyoming has mismanaged the wolf herd because they shot half of them last year. And I'm like, so you're saying that without a doubt, you know that hunters shot half of the wolves in Wyoming. Yeah, and, that's uh, that's yeah. BS too. <laughs> well, that's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm like, eh, I don't, I can't say for sure. You know, I'm not a resident, so I I don't want to contradict myself or you know be hypocritical. But you know, I highly doubt that. But what is the correct population for wolves since they haven't been there for so long? Like, what's the correct population for wolves in Colorado? Nobody knows that shit. Humans. We're not in the mix back that when and, wolves were here. Yeah. Well, that and it's arguably a different subspecies anyways. <laughs> well, and that, that was one other thing I brought up. Not that I want grizzlies back in Colorado, but grizzlies were in Colorado at one point in time. Nobody's crying a river that they're not here. That's because they fucking eat people all the time. Yeah. And no <laughs> one is crying to get, you know, how many how many hikers are going to get eaten by grizzlies if we reintroduce those? And they're talking about 
equaling out the ecosystem and getting things to back where they were. Oh, except for grizzlies because they eat kids. We don't want those. So we get to pick and choose. And this is where, you know, I was talking about bringing things up. I don't want grizzlies back in Colorado or wolves because everything's working just fine now. But if you they were truly worried about equaling out the ecosystem and getting back to where it was, oh well, there needs to be a lot more elk down in the lowland because they were initially an actually plains animal. Two, there needs to be a shitload more grizzlies up in the high country. But there's too many hikers and. I, I'm not a biologist, but I would say that the problem with wolves and humans is not, as far as wolves attacking humans, is far less than grizzlies attacking humans. And that's generally, in, in my opinion, why yeah. you hear this cry for wolves and not grizzlies is because wolves don't attack humans as much grizzlies do. Yeah. And they're, you know, and they're, uh, you know, in the dog, the dog family, people, uh, there's a correlation between like the hippie, the hippie like dog mom <laughs> type of person, yeah, yeah, and like wolf lovers. When these people don't like, it just doesn't get through their skull that like, hey, yeah, you throw, you, you let your dog run out there with a pack of wolves, he's gonna get ripped in half. Happens all the time, um, you know. Like they're they're yeah, it's just the same thing. They're cool animals, but they're not your dog. They're not. They're, they're a completely different animal. And, we'll, you know, around here, what I don't know if it was last winter. I, I didn't hear of any right around here last winter. Two winters ago, someone's dog, while they were they were walking up, it's literally just in the basin kind of below my house. Um, they were walking their dog or biking or some shit. And dog got separated from them. They calling and went back and a pack of wolves and ripped that thing in half. Oh yeah, I have no no doubt about that. I mean, that. it's like less less than a mile from my house. Some some winters, you know, there was one winter where there was like two or three different packs of wolves eating dogs off the chain in people's yards. Oh yeah, I have no no doubt. And yeah. you know, obviously people try to scurry around that and pretend like it didn't happen. And while we're talking about dogs, that's another thing that I'm a huge advocate for that people. You know, no one likes to talk about running dogs and no one likes to talk about baiting. Um, you know, it's not fair. And, and you get guys that are pro hunting that are anti baiting or anti dogs from a from a conservation standpoint. There is yeah. no better way to pick and choose the animal you want to harvest, kill, whatever the hell you want to call it than baiting and dogs because you have yep. time to look at what you're going after or in the case of dogs you just don't let the dogs go or you pull off of them and trying to get that through some of people that are pro hunting but anti you know hounds or anti bait I, you know if you don't want to hone over bait you know that's your god-given right you know i don't want to kill a giraffe that doesn't mean I'm anti-hunting, and I don't give a shit if people want to go kill some old bull giraffe. By all means, rub some funk on it. And, it makes sense. And you don't feel, and you don't feel like you got to demean someone who wants to go do that. No shit, no. I mean, yeah. the one thing in in life, you cannot stop time. And when you get an old, well, remember the white rhino? The guy wanted to go shoot, and people were yeah. free. Well, the fucking thing couldn't breed. It was beating the shit out of all the breeding rhinos. And so it was actually hurting the ecosystem. He could not breed. Um, he was dry. But yeah. he could beat the shit out of everyone. And so technically, he is a um, he, he is uh, actually causing issues to 
reproduction of white rhinos. If this guy had more money in the world, is it my cup of tea? No, I'm not going to pay that much money to shoot a fucking rhino. But, hell, it's going to go back to rhinos. It's going to go back into increasing the population in the local village and the government. And people are giving him death threats. It's like, Jesus, did anybody look at the science side of this, the you know biology? Like, did anybody actually look to see if it was bad? For yeah, him to shoot all, this someone's, right all someone's got to throw out is the word endangered, and then everything fucking goes out the window. But it's well, and it's funny, you know, because I'm obviously I don't run. No one really runs dogs up here, but I'm definitely a proponent of, of bear baiting, especially in certain circumstances. I mean, it's a that's a whole like another two podcasts in itself talking about how it's not quite exactly like everybody everybody thinks it is, but. Uh, I, I don't understand why so, you know, people just avoid talking about it. There's a lot of people that avoid talking about it. Well, Tim Wells last year, who I thought was a pretty cool dude, seemed like it anyway. You know, he maybe is, maybe this is just a fluke, but he came up and shot a black bear with a blowgun last year. Nice bear. I actually, I don't know if it's actually legal. I think it's kind of a gray area to use a blowgun, but uh, he... Uh, killed this freaking nice bear and i saw this big long story about how they you know found a, a moose kill that the grizzlies had killed and there was a black bear on it and he snuck up there and shot it well i know the outfitter he went with i called him i was like hey you guys shot that on bait didn't you and he's like yeah of course he did I, like, I don't know why he made up all this other stuff i've got it screenshotted like this whole long story that's just complete it's completely bullshit it's a lie it's to, it's totally made up and then, you know, later, like, I, I do see videos of this bear. I mean, the dude's got balls. He's sitting right on the bait, basically, on the ground. I'm like, why is that not cool enough? Like, you have to make up some bullshit story. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm you talking know, I'm, about. I'm like, why, why, why is it not cool enough just to kill a black bear from about 10 feet away with a freaking blowgun? Well, you in, know, in the bait, I think it's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, in the bait thing, you can see if it's a boar or a sow coming in. Oh right? yeah. Then you can choose: is it an old boar? All right. Is it a young boar? Uh, obviously, you can tell if it has cubs. Generally, I mean, sometimes the mom will leave the cubs, um, you know, in the wood line. Sometimes not. You know, obviously it depends. But the whole idea of this is being able, as hunters, to use our fucking brains to choose what gets taken out of the population. Where most hunters, they see a bear, they've got a tag in their pocket, they're gripping and ripping because it's a bear. And, you know, bad, good or indifferent, that is just how life works. And um, with hounds, and I mean, hell, I'm going up with Bart in a month. Clay's coming up, too. We're going to shoot two toads. I guarantee it because he's there's a bear population problem and there's a wolf problem. There's a mountain lion problem. There's all kinds of predator problems. There's certainly not a problem with mule deer and moose. No, or you know what I mean. And so, for for me, I like hunting. Of course, I'm doing it for the thrill. I'm a hunter, but I'm also doing it because you need to shoot some of those bastards because there's too many. And if Bart's taking out multiple twenty plus inch old bears a year, and he's doing it year after year after year, obviously the population can sustain or can handle taking out those bears and he's choosing to shoot the most the oldest dominant biggest nastiest bears you can't do that shit without dogs you have to have no. them and then people bitch about dogs hunters bitch about houndsmen and i'm like what kind of hunter are you 
Hounds are vital to predator management and people. It's same with, I mean, trappings and other thing. Where else can you, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get all heated up and get a migraine. You cannot be that efficient. And I get it. I understand people, oh, the animal was caught overnight, whatever. Well, you know what? You're dressing up your dog every day. Do you know the dog likes that shit? You know, yeah. like your dog's <laughs> stuck in a house. You don't let take it out. It doesn't go out and walk. It just sits there and gets fat. Does your dog speak English? Do you know your dog likes that? You don't know. Well, okay. Is it bad to, if there's a predator problem, to trap because it's inhumane to have it stuck, you know, in a foothold overnight or whatever? Well, we are humans and we get to choose what we do. Yes, if you don't like it, don't do it. But it's needed in some cases. In the case where you're at, dude, how much of a predator problem? What all are you catching up there? Where do all are you trapping? Oh, everything from like Martin... Uh, Martin, fox, coyotes, lynx, wolves, wolverines. Um, has the population seemed to decrease since Tyler Friel has started doing that? Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what would then that would mean if you weren't doing it? Obviously, the population is increasing. Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If if <laughs> if all of a sudden the predator population is down to nothing. Yeah, stop trapping, right? It's not needed anymore. But that is well, never the trap, case with predators. And most trappers, especially up here, you know, you they take care of their line. They take care of their lines. You know, they're like you know, call it being, being a good steward of your of the resource. Like you don't want to over trap. You know, like Martin, for example. As soon as guys real, you know, most guys, as soon as they start catching more than fifty percent females, they they quit trapping Martin. Um, and cause if you, if you wipe everything out, it doesn't do you any good and it doesn't do the country any good. Um, and you get, if, if you just left it alone, it would, it would, you could say it would take care of itself, but if you're looking to eat moose meat every year, it's going to be rough because you know, you'd have just giant population swings like the lynx and the rabbits, you know, they still do. Cause you can't, when the lynx are high, like right now you can't catch enough of them to even make a dent in the population and then uh after here you know then the rabbits are going to start dying and uh when they get over you know from over browsing um they'll just start dying and then uh goes back the other way and pretty much all those cats that are running around almost all of them are going to starve to death within the next couple years yeah oh yeah man i just got tagged in another uh uh, deal about this podcast we did because I, I had mentioned you don't release muskies in your world-class trout pond because it comes yeah. a world-class musky pond uh, yeah. with what you're talking about like um, you know the stewards of the uh, of the land or there's also legalities you have to check your traps there's a certain parameter or timeline between um, how long you can be away from your trap line at least down here before you check it I would uh, assume yeah. it's the same way up there um well, you know, when's the last play time you heard of somebody saying, man, the coyote population's really down? Yeah, you never. Never. Okay. <laughs> you know, Frank is hell and Jesus on coyotes. I never hear Frank come back and say, man, well, I didn't see any. Okay, well, there's not that many coyote hunters in comparison to like elk or mule deer hunters. Um, but, you know, you can shoot multiple, you can use calls, you know, there's all kinds of different things you can do. So you've got arguably a sustainable, very high coyote population pretty much anywhere but in Colorado. Okay, there's yeah. no more spring bear hunting. 
There's nuisance bears everywhere. Federal and straight trappers are coming in. And, I mean, some of the numbers I've heard, and I don't want to repeat them, Harold and I talked about it, extremely high of how many bears are getting taken out. Um, you know, nuisance bears, black bears. All right, then you have the mountain lion. They, you, I mean, there's not a mountain lion shortage in Colorado um, at all. Okay, so the whole shtick to this is there's too many elk in Rocky Mountain National Park, so we're going to reintroduce wolves to thin them down. Okay, well, go ahead. And I was going to say, that's a whole other thing, too, is the part i mean the national park service is pretty one-sided anti-hunting i mean in my experience up here we like the park service is not a friend of hunters um and they like they a lot of the people that run it there's some good people that work for them i'm sure but they even just as an agency like their mentality is they would rather have wolves come in there and kill every single elk in that entire park then have hunters kill one. Yeah, and that's what it seems like here, because down here it's parks and wildlife. It's one entity now. Yeah. And oh, it, it, but but see, well, because that's the state, you know, because there's the the Colorado State Parks, from what I understand, you know, and and wildlife. But this is the I'm talking the National Park Service, like Rocky Mountain National Park. Those that's entirely different breed of of. Uh, of animal lover there no you're you're correct and the thing is is how many how long would it take for hunters to thin out that population a week not very not very fucking long no <laughs> so you could hire you know you could do a few different things you could close down the park you know the monetary loss yes okay i get it but it's not worth what you can calculate that loss easily yeah you yeah. cannot calculate what wolves are going to do. So you close down the park one day a week for a month, and you let X amount of hunters in. Department of Wildlife agents go with them. You could use bows because guns are loud. You could use silenced rifles. There's a million other options than reintroducing an animal that does not have an off button. But when and we, you and they're not going to stay in the park. You know, fuck, if, if no, you they don't know the boundary. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, you idiots want to, you know, you idiots with your land, you know, you want to go make Jurassic Park out. Why don't we bring the dinosaurs back? They were here first. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, have a T-Rex go tromping through there, like, oh, ah, you know, which, by the way, I got to, I'm going to have to split in like five, but, uh. No, no problem. I got Harold coming in anyway. We're going to shoot the shit a little bit here. Um, nice. But I think that um, if if anything comes across from you and I babbling back and forth is if you are a hunter and for some reason you are pro-wolf or you are anti-dog, anti-bait, really think about what you are as a hunter and who you are and what you stand for because if you just don't like it because you don't think it's fair chase, I can understand that. I don't agree with it. But as far as like, uh, you know, the baiting or dogs go, it's the most efficient way to take the largest and most mature predator out of the species because you can pick and choose. And as far as the wolf thing goes, if you're pro introducing wolves in Colorado, you are obviously anti big game, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, and I would also say, you know, for hunters that may not think they like the idea of, you know, whether it's baiting or dogs or whatever. It sounds cliche, but the whole like "don't knock it till you try it" really applies because it's it's not what people think it is, you know. And I mean, I it, it just get it's I don't know how many times I've been like 
oh, that doesn't look like hunting or fair chase to me when a dude's like sitting with a whitetail doe in a cornfield. Like, what did? Yeah, what, you're right. Did, did that, is that wild corn? Did that just go? Well, even if it is, you're still using their food source to. Yeah, I don't know. That, that like, like I said, that whole things and holding a whole nother podcast or two in itself but uh good way to get get myself all fired up and ready to rant for the morning go have another five cups of coffee (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding well man i I appreciate you uh hopping on here um you know i'm trying to uh get multiple different views you know on this and i'm hoping one of these pro wolf people will get all of them denied i tried to get three of them on to the podcast to talk about this and the one thing i found if they think they will lose their asses are not getting on the podcast or they'll lose the oh, argument yeah. they can't just you know you can't you got to have someone that's willing to sit there and and come to the table and talk like an adult you know what i mean win lose or draw yeah no exactly <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious what they have to say but anyway man well go take care of your rugrats i'll probably call you later on go slap nick yeah. for me and uh, i appreciate you being yeah. on here though yeah sounds good we'll have to uh catch up on bear season here pretty quick it's uh, i'm gonna go try and kill another one tomorrow night i think cool sounds good man take it easy all right man you too bud see ya <laughs>